Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very merry, iconic podcast. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. And we're so excited. It's our very first episode. Jenna, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. After watching Let It Snow, how are you doing? I love Let It Snow. I thought <laughs> it was too. so adorable. I'm so excited. We're going to dive into it in a second. But before we do, I hope you'll indulge me for a second. Yes. So I love these holiday movies. You know that. You love yes. them too. So much. And I want to mention right off the bat, you're a writer for Hallmark and Lifetime. You've written, most recently you wrote a movie for Lifetime called... Killer Twin. Killer Twin, about a killer twin. Yes. Not and a Christmas a- movie, but... Exactly. <laughs> um, and then I'm writing several Hallmark movies now, and they're so fun to write because the formula. Yeah, but that's the, formula. The, the thing that comforts everyone this season. Right. When things are getting real outside, all we want to do is go home, plug in on the couch... And watch, watch something one of these formulaic. Christmas movies, right? Yes. Now, so I want to just dive in and talk about the difference between some of these networks. So Mark. right now, this very first episode, we're going to be covering Let It Snow, which is a Netflix original movie. And there's a supporting performance by Joan Cusack as Tinfoil Woman. That was just truly incredible. <laughs> yes. She's two lines in the whole thing. And she was the support, the support system through the whole thing. She showed up with no makeup, just some Reynolds wrap on, and then just show up in a tow truck. As the tow truck driver who didn't, oh, I think she towed Tobin. Okay, we'll so get into good. it later. Yeah. We'll get into this, it. Yes. Anyway, so uh, years and years ago, Lifetime and Hallmark used to both make these Christmas movies that we all know and love. Net, uh, Lifetime got out of the game for a while. Mm-hmm. And then Hallmark really took over. They took the crown of like everyone goes to hallmark for these christmas movies and the ratings were like through the roof and every holiday season hallmark would start producing more and more brand new original movies last season i think it was 37 or 38 brand new movies just for the hallmark network this season it's 40 new movies on just the hallmark network and they were so successful the ratings were so good that lifetime recently decided to get back in the game so they're back in the game, and now Netflix is in the game. They're making these movies, and they're all a little bit different. So on Hallmark Channel, they're doing 40 new ones this year. Wow. 40 new ones, but it's divided between two channels. So we have the Hallmark Channel, and then we have Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Mm. Now, the Hallmark Channel produces more romance. So those are the big city gal, goes back to her small town, falls in love with her high school sweetheart at the gingerbread. Some hunky guy in flannel. (laughs) Yes. Very romance-driven. Those are on the Hallmark Channel, the original Hallmark Channel. Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, they do more family dramas. There's still usually some romance, but it's a little bit more family drama. Mm -hmm. Heavier heavier themes. Heavier themes. Mm -hmm. Now, the Hallmark Channel in general, they're very formulaic, like as you said. Yeah. The... They do a really great job of like the sets are beautiful. There's like Christmas in every fucking corner. CGI'd snow. CGI'd yeah, snow. There's always a Christmas tree lot. I think that's the one place they're like, well, let's just get this out of the way. You know, there's a Christmas tree lot. Yeah, they're very, and they're wonderful, but they're very formulaic. They got them down. So uh, Lifetime, they do very similar movies to Hallmark. However, Lifetime has a little bit less restrictions on things like diversity. So on Hallmark Channel, you won't find any gay people in the movies, unfortunately. You'll uh, maybe have a gay actor, but you mm-hmm. won't have a gay character. And I always say this, of course, I'm like dying for one of these movies. Out of 40 fucking movies, one of them should have some gay characters. Yes. And yes. every time I say this, people will point out to me that occasionally there'll be like a brother or a, an innkeeper who's like alluded to be gay, but it's never, it's always very coded language and it's annoying. I just want there to be an explicitly, I don't need to see them sucking each other's dicks. Yes. <laughs> Excuse yeah. my language. No, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bonus level. Right. <laughs> An unedited version. Like, yeah. Remember on DVDs when they would release like bonus features, bonus feature it would be yeah. un um, unrated edition, Un- uncensored of American Pie or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but so I always say that I wish they would just out of those forty movies, I wish there was like some sort of LGBT representation in in some of them. And now Hallmark does a little bit better job at showing people of color. Yes. Uh, it's still not perfect, 
But Lifetime, they show more LGBT characters. Mm -hmm. They show more diversity. So you'll see a lot more black leads on Lifetime. Mm -hmm. However, I do think like the movies on Hallmark are better. That's just my, I think like they have the formula down better. They have the brand. They know what they're doing and it's, they've got it. Lifetime can be a little wackier with their movies. Like Mm -hmm. Melissa John Hart's movies are always a little wackier on Lifetime. Yeah. The logic doesn't always track. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like a little, sometimes there's like a supernatural element, (laughs) um, uh, Lifetime ones that are weird. So then with Netflix now, it's interesting that they're getting in the game because they're throwing much higher budgets at these. We're going to talk about Let It Snow. I mean, you were saying the budget. Yeah. And I loved Christmas Chronicles last year, that Kurt Russell one. It was so well done. So good. But even the budget lights up opening scene. I was like, this is the whole budget for a Hallmark movie. Yeah. This is like the 100K spent on one set alone. And it looks so good. Yeah. Even the snow looked real. It didn't look like the fake snow. Yeah. I we need to look up where it was filmed because yeah, it does look, look authentic. All the Netflix movies, though, they also are even more diverse. So in this movie, we got an LGBT, we got a, a lesbian storyline going on. Mm-hmm. We had a very multi-ethnic, multi-racial uh, uh, cast. Color. Yeah, it was a wonderful in that sense. So uh, now I, I think every channel should get in the Christmas movie game because they do so well. I mean, like I said, the Hallmark ratings are through the roof, and that's why all these networks are jumping on board. Mm-hmm. I think MTV, uh, VH1, BET, like every fucking network should get in on this yeah. because they're great. And we want these movies. That's why we're doing this podcast. Exactly. That's all we want to watch right now. You know, from now until... Until the end of New Year's. 2009. Yeah, exactly. Until New Year's. This is <laughs> all I want. Valentine's Day. That's yeah, all I'm watching. Exactly. Yeah. Or even New Year's movies. I pitched a New Year's one to Hallmark and they didn't go for it. They're like, no, no one wants a New Year's movie. I'm like, but I do, right. though. They, yeah. I do. I don't go out on New Year's. I, I want to stay in and watch a New Year's movie. They did a New Year's one last year. They did one of them. And it mm-hmm. wasn't great. It's yeah. like a weird time because I remember the New Year's one last year on Hallmark. It like started on New Year's Day <laughs> or it started on Christmas Day or the day after Christmas. So it's like they still try to have the decorations up. Yeah. But it's just a little bit weird. But I love these movies. And so with this podcast, a very merry iconic podcast, we're going to try to cover some from all over the place. So next, uh, our next episode, we're going to be covering a Hallmark movie called Right, right before, before Christmas, Christmas starring. Yes. And it's spelled right, like W R I T E. So right. don't be confused looking in your DVR. Right. So everyone DVR, it's going to be on November 17th. And it's with Chad Michael Murray on Hallmark oh, Channel. Yes. And he looks good too. He does look good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great all star cast in right, this we're gonna, one. We're going to talk about that. That'll be our next episode. Uh, so those of you stay tuned. Yeah. So, but, so we want to cover something from everywhere. So we're going to start with this Netflix movie, Let It Snow. Without further ado, this place is beautiful. It's like the perfect holiday card. Snow hides a lot. It's like the spanks of weather. You can do a lot worse in this place, trust me. Tell her that you like her. You know, I've noticed since I was five years old. It's not that easy. You just have to tell her you want the same relationship plus boning. Tobin! Hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm up good. See you downstairs when you found a bra. Slept on my Christmas Eve bash. Come one, come all. Boom. He's going to break up with me. You would have to be the dumbest human being on earth to do that. Like, dumber than the people who blow on ice cream before they eat it. That girl and I have a thing. Have you ever been with someone and you stay up until like 4 a.m. just talking about everything and you're just like, I can't believe I get to exist at the same time as you? No. But, like, I'm really happy for you. I realize that life is just a bunch of stuff you can't control. But is that a bad thing? What do you think can happen? Good? Bad? Anything. Did you love it? I loved it. I loved it. I loved the soundtrack. I already went on Spotify and I followed the Let It Snow Netflix soundtracks. It's so good. It was like really good. Song. And the cast was like all people that I recognized from people. There was like that one guy who played, uh, what was his name? Keon? <laughs> Keon. Oh, yeah, Keon. He was from the Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. And the Duke is Sally Draper. Yes. Who also or- is Sabrina in the new Sabrina Teenage Witch. Yes. Uh, not... Not the old Sabrina Teenage Witch starring yeah. my arch nemesis, Melissa John Fire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the new one. And then Joan Cusack, which, I mean, oh, come hello. On. Come on. She yeah. was just so good at it. I mean, it was so random to see her popping up in tinfoil. Yeah. And she's the one who's kind of the fairy godmother of it all. Like, it's her voiceover 
at the start and the end and she's wearing tinfoil and that's our introduction to her actually we only see her in profile we meet her in profile and she's wearing all tinfoil and it's never explained she's <laughs> never explained no we don't understand why she's wearing tinfoil also i just want to point out that like joan is taking very random roles because mm-hmm. in the movie snatched we were talking the amy schumer one the amy schumer one she had no lines yeah she was wanda sykes's longtime partner and they were cia <laughs> operatives and she had her tongue cut out in an interrogation but i love that as a creative choice for the writing and of joan to be like no lines and she's so talented she still kills the fucking role she's she's, amazing she's incredible excuse my french i'm gonna be swearing a little bit so i hope no one's thrown off since this is a christmas podcast yeah exactly if you have children in the room send them out out. (laughs) send them outside (laughs) to play in the snow um also lights up so we meet that guy keon the guy who's in spider-man and so he's about to throw a house party because his parents were gonna leave for the holidays but then they get snowed in and that's the big theme that jones voiceover sets up that she says stuff like snow can change your view your point of view it can bring you together or keep you apart yeah she says snow has the power to keep us to bring us together yes and again real snow and we meet yeah. at that right off the bat we see that pig too the pig's like gonna come into play later but we like see a little pig motif mm-hmm. in the very beginning opening scenes uh, and it's adorable. And it's a lot of like young youths. <laughs> They're young. Yes. We were looking on IMDb. Oh, gosh. It's depressing. Yeah. I was like, oh, that person's hot. And then they're born in the 90s. If you look it up and they're born after 95, I could go to prison for saying that on the airwaves. But they're good looking. They're no, good they looking were all people. of age, though. We yeah. looked at, Most of them were over 18, but it was still depressing to see that like over 18 is still the 90s now. Yeah, like, exactly. And the girl who plays Dora the Explorer, she's one of the female leads Wait, by the way on my on my everything iconic podcast yeah. i was talking about like 98 or something and i was like 10 years ago in 98 <laughs> it feels <laughs> and like that, so though. many people were like uh danny by the way like that was like 20 or 30 years ago i'm like what how yeah our my high school reunion it, i think is coming up too yeah tw- it was yeah, 20 oh years it was 20 years i think was 98 oh. 99 or something i'm yeah. dumb it's, i'm not good at math oh me neither no. I really feel like that. Do you remember in 99 when we all thought the um, apocalypse was coming because of the computer situation? Y2K, yeah. Y2K. I remember Jennifer Lopez waiting for tonight video, which was so good. It's like her, it's my favorite song of hers. Mm-hmm. And that feels like 10 years ago. That doesn't feel like 20 years ago. No. Was that on the, on the six album? Yeah. Yeah. That's that her was- best out. That's her best song. Like she, it's truly her Waiting magnum opus. And she's doing the Super Bowl. I wonder if oh, she. I hope she does it. Maybe she'll do Waiting for Tonight at the Super Bowl. She better. It's her best song, and I don't think it gets the credit it deserves. Yeah. Okay. So everyone listening, just start tweeting at J Lo for Waiting for Tonight <laughs> with the Super Bowl. Okay, that's our that's our goal as a very merry iconic podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's our goal. That's our first goal. In this yes. <laughs> to influence J Lo's set list. Um, um, so we meet all these other characters here, and they're all gorgeous. We meet Stuart, who's the oh. famous singer, and he's a gorgeous black man. Oh. We were lo- every single person we were looking at. The guy who plays JP, by the way, I posted on our at a very merry iconic podcast Instagram. His name is Matthew Noska. Mm-hmm. And I've followed him for like a year or something. He's literally a stunning male model. Like yes. he's perfect looking, like so hot. And I he was, I think, discovered by Ellen. Like so he posted on Instagram a photo of him like building a deck because he's like a real do-it-yourself or you know, awesome. Midwest Pittsburgh guy. Hot. And this <laughs> yes. photo went like viral, and then he was invited on Ellen, of course, because Ellen invites on anyone. Yeah, <laughs> anyone but us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that should be our next thing yeah, to do. Yeah, get on we'll Ellen. Go on Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to her. I I was a. Uh, I went with a friend who was a guest on Ellen once, and uh, Elton John was in the dressing room, like next door. What? And Elton John brought his dog, <laughs> and his dog like wandered into our the dressing room I was in. What kind of dog? It was just like a little, I want to say like a little frou-frou dog, like adorable little oh, okay, like, like lap dog. I, yeah, okay. it was, yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was. Like a Doberman. Yeah. It was, <laughs> he would yeah. not have a large yeah, Great canine. Dame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I just remember that. Um, but so this Matthew Noska, I followed him forever and he's like, maybe like one of my top, I follow mostly male models on Instagram. That's smart. I need it's to start doing that. Also, What's my problem? But it's also not smart because, well, it'd probably be good for you, but I always feel like, oh, I'm so ugly when I, you know, because you just see these guys, like he's got the perfect body. Yeah. Perfect it's face. It's jarring when he comes on screen. Cause so far, I mean, besides Stuart. You clutched your invisible pearls. I did. I was like, <gasps> my, my light up Hallmark lanyard. I was like, what is this? It's almost like, oh, it's jarring. Yeah. It's jarring to see him. I mean, even I think like being in bed next time, I'd be like, oh my God, I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like you're radiating light, mm-hmm. <laughs> gorgeousness. Yeah. And he's also a self identified like feminist. Oh, which yeah, I like yeah. too. He's very woke. He's very woke. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting because we watched a Hallmark movie too. And 
this uh, this movie, and it's amazing how on Netflix it's like all the characters are woke, and I know they're a younger generation that's being represented in Let It Snow, but it was like they are like some one of the guys is self proclaimed feminist, and we yeah. have a lesbian storyline. It, it's like shockingly different from what you see on some of the other networks. It is, and they're like calling each other out for wanting attention, which is the opposite of you know a lot of the other movies. They're dealing with real life stuff, real life stuff, yeah. Getting into college. There's even that sick scene, family members. That scene where Joan like throws the phone, the yes! young girl's phone, out the truck, and it gets run over. And I was like, oh. <sighs> but again, like she's the fairy godmother of this. Uh, so that Stuart, who's the famous singer, he is in this small town. It's like a little Illinois town, and there were a lot of little references to the vacation movies with the Griswolds. Yes, the car. First the of all, car. Tobin's car it was like that Griswold wood paneled roadmaster, like that ugly green. Yeah. Yeah, that and then also the sled. That's what you brought up too. The sled like, scene. yeah, exactly. When it goes haywire. I love the Christmas vacation movies. Me too. And they're doing a screening here in LA where Chevy's going to be there what? afterwards with like a Q. We should go to it. Yeah, he's going to do like a Q and A afterwards. Oh, fun! And he's like supposed to be like nuts. I've met him a couple times at UCB <gasps> in New York. Really? Yeah, he was at yeah at shows. Was he nuts? Wait, yeah. was he just viewing shows? Yeah, he would he would drop in and try to get on stage. <gasps> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, you guys need a fifth, you know? And you're like, what, Chevy Chase? Oh my god. Yeah, Chevy. which is really fun. Um, but he's yeah, I would love to go to that. You know, uh, Beverly D'Angelo, who plays Ellen Griswold, she's like friend now. I interviewed That's her on right. my show, and we're like friends. We text sometimes. Yeah, I like love her. She's she so. She's great. Yeah. yeah. She's great. Great stories, right? She's, yeah, she's great, great stories. Yeah. I also love the, there was that broom ball scene, which oh, yeah. is really cool, in the ice rink. That's where we meet the twins who were in prison. Mm-hmm. Which so are they're... kind of the villains. <laughs> yeah, the twins were vaguely in prison, but now drive a red Mustang and play broom ball. So, Out of all the people in the movie, they were the villains. Like, those were the mm-hmm. only two that were like, villainous. Yeah, exactly. Because the snow wasn't really the villain. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was very much like a hangout movie. It was interesting <laughs> yeah. because... It seemed like Breakfast Clubby, right? Yes. You mentioned Breakfast Club. It totally felt like that, where it's like a bunch of wayward teens who all want something different, who are trapped in this place. That's yeah. how it felt. But in a good way. You know, it was based on a book by three different authors. Mm. I looked this up in the middle of it. It was three authors. One of them is John Green, mm-hmm. who wrote Fault in the Stars. Mm-hmm. And then... Laura Dern, Shailene Woodley. Right. And then two other authors, which I should have remember their names but so apparently the book is based off these like three interconnected stories where like each author took on a different story Mm -hmm. so i think that it was interesting and i i don't know for sure but i think john green probably wrote the storyline with stort and the girl julie who is played by dora the explorer Mm -hmm. and and because she has the sick mother but she got into columbia and it's a will they won't they will she will she not go to college i loved it yeah i loved it this there was like a sick mother storyline yeah and the girl who played julie is the girl who played dora the explorer in the movie and we were looking her up Mm -hmm. and she her profile pictures her in the dora costume (laughs) yes yeah full body (laughs) that's jarring to me like because she's She's an adult she's stunning looking but she's an adult yeah and she's like take a full body shot like it's like Calf high pink socks. <laughs> what was that monkey's shorts. name? Like, what was the monkey's name in Dora the Explorer? Oh, I don't remember. I would have to look it up. I'll uh, look up his IMDb. Yeah, but so she is an adult though, and mm-hmm. I I didn't see the Dora the Explorer movie. But is she supposed to be a kid in the movie? Like, that's unclear to me. Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> she's twenty. Yeah, she is twenty. I, and beautiful. Yeah, everyone in this movie is like so hot. I yes. know we're going to keep saying that, but yeah, I know, right? Um. Oh yeah. So where? Okay, so let's see. So we meet Dory at the Waffle House. Dory's one of the mm-hmm. workers there, and she's a lesbian. And I was a little confused at first, because I, again, was shocked. I was like, are they really going to have a lesbian storyline in this? Mm-hmm. Because that's not something I'm used to. Yeah, exactly. And it was true. She was longing after this girl. So she works in the Waffle House, mm-hmm. and a dance team comes into the Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Snowed in. Snowed in. Nationals. From Nationals. <laughs> Were they a dance no. team or a cheerleading team? I think dance team. Okay. Yeah. Gorgeous. They were funny too. Like yeah. they, one of the girls was like really dumb and she just had like little one-liners. Uh, but when they came in, uh, it was revealed that Dory, not Dora, Dory, she like had a romance with one of the dance team girls, but the dance team girl was like not out of the closet yet. Yeah. She was like not keeping it from her friends. And they had some cool all-nighter where they stayed up talking about Harry Potter and it was like this unrequited love. But it became very apparent early on that she wasn't out to the dance team, who you noticed they had opened up a bunch of Splenda packets and were cutting like cocaine lines. <laughs> yeah, there was like a really, if you pause it, you just see like they were cutting lines of coke. <laughs> yeah. And we know that it's Splenda, but still it looked like lines of cocaine. Yeah. 
It was, yeah. And, and to be honest, like a dance team, they probably were. Yeah, exactly. They probably were, actually cooking. Because they have to be up all the time. They have to be on Doing uppers. Routines. I know. We were about to record. I'm like, I need an upper. Of course, I've never done cocaine, FYI. But sometimes people will write in when I'm hyper on ca- caffeine. They'll yeah. be like, you're on cocaine. I'm like, no. No, this is just my life. I or, get accused of it, too. I'm like, you, no, I just drink coffee. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, what'll happen is like people have DM me that they accidentally listen to the show on like 1.5 speed or two speed. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and like anyone sounds like they're on cocaine when they're on 1.5 speed. If yeah. you're listening to the podcast that way. Yeah. Unless they have to tell you. <laughs> anyway, so if you're, if we seem like we're talking fast, look down at your podcast app and see, it's see what speed we're on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So Addie's storyline. So she was the one who's Dory's roommate and she has that boyfriend, Jeb, who she's texting him and she's like, he's, he's going to dump me on Christmas, which is a, messed up move of jeb we he don't an, like him he was an asshole we he didn't was. meet him until later in the movie and he was like with that other girl and he at was the like diner. such a dick at her his girlfriend's best friend's diner workplace i know like fuck you you want to get caught you want to get caught and you're yeah. just an asshole yeah exactly honestly he was gorgeous too <laughs> yeah he was hot <laughs> what was he from we looked him oh up. yeah he was from uh <laughs> book smart he's book in book smart which yeah. is such did you see book yes smart? i loved it i loved it so it was much. really fantastic it makes all these like good youths movies. I'm trying to think like we had did we have good ones when we were younger? Oh, we had like a lot of teen rom coms. Like, on the line. And like yeah. Oh, we had she's, she's all, all that. that. <laughs> yeah, so we yeah. That I remember like, seeing She's All That in theaters and just like I thought it was the greatest movie ever. Oh yeah, and we saw Rachel Lee Cook recently. Oh yeah, we saw her yeah. at a party. <laughs> We and did. she's speaking of these movies. She's doing Hallmark movies now. She's yes. in like a a series of movies on Hallmark. Oh, I hope she's in mine. Look, I, I told them her name. I was like, please see. In the one you're writing. Yeah. First, year, f- first look deal for Rachel Lee Cook, please. <laughs> if I was one of these actors, I would go right to Hallmark or Lifetime and I would just start doing all these. Candace Cameron Bray's got it down pat. Mm-hmm. She goes over to the Hallmark and she films three fucking movies a year. Mm-hmm. And she's the queen over there. Her and Lacey Chabert. Yeah. They're the stars. Yeah. And I would just take that paycheck to the bank. They film them in like what four days? They do. Oh, it's yeah. It's like it's literally two weeks. Because I went up to set for my lifetime movie in Vancouver, and they had just gotten off of doing twelve Hallmark Christmas movies. Uh, so the crew was like, "Oh my gosh, this is all we've been doing for four months straight." It's so funny. I interviewed a producer once for one of the Hallmark movies, and he said. There was one that like they ordered really late in the year. And so like they had to have an editing bay like on set. So like as the scenes were coming in, they would have to be editing it. So it'd be done. And they were filming. It was like on Thanksgiving or it was like after Thanksgiving, they were filming it to be aired the next week. Oh (laughs) my God. They're just so quick, but they're good. They pump them out. They pump them out. Yeah. Not these Netflix ones though. Yeah. No, these are high budge. I would love to know the budget of this. It's got to be high. It's really good. So throughout the movie, everyone kind of like winds up at this Waffle House in and out. Like even uh, Stuart ends up there and then Mm -hmm. the dancer girls like recognize him because he's a famous singer. And then he has to like, (laughs) he runs to the bathroom and the dancer's like, where'd he go? And she's like, well, (laughs) where do you think he went? He had diarrhea. Yeah, exactly. And then he (laughs) crawls out the bathroom window and then that's when they go sledding. I also love in this movie, no one has parents. No, I think it, only Dora. We uh, only we, meet her mom because she has the sick storyline. We see the sick storyline, and then Joan's like the matriarch of the movie. Yeah, Joan she's the new parent tin they foil, need. Hashtag tinfoil woman. <laughs> tinfoil woman. When you, yeah, we looked up her character name, and it's just tinfoil woman. I like really thought I would look her up on IMDb, and it would just say like Julie or something. And no. I was like, nope. It's she's credited as tinfoil tinfoil woman. Yes. There was also a car chase scene. In this oh movie, yeah, which was something that I was surprised by. Tobin is driving that Griswold car, mm-hmm. and the prison twins chase after him with the keg. <laughs> exactly, they stole the keg to go to the Waffle House because they needed booze. Right. Yeah, and there's like a little uh, that would never happen in a Lifetime movie or Ever. a Hallmark movie. They no. don't have the budget for car chasing. This isn't Fast and the Furious or kegs. <laughs> there no be never be booze. No, you're lucky also, if you get wine. In this movie, there was. A lot of kissing. Yes. And at the very kissing. end, there was tongue kissing, which you never see. Ever. In, in a Hallmark movie, you get, maybe get one kiss at the end, but it's closed mouth. You'll never see tongue. And it's after there's been a proposal put on the table. It's <laughs> yeah. like, are we going to do this, you know, happily ever after? And then you can kiss. Right. And by the way, ladies, you need to try out the horse before you, or what's the phrase? <laughs> yeah. Try the horse before you buy the carriage. Yeah. You need to try. You try need the to get laid milk first. before you buy the cow. See how the dick is. is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Seriously. See the udders before you, don't know you what buy it's like. the herd. Right. <laughs> That's gross. I made that up, but like, yeah. use it. But you, <laughs> it's totally fine. But you need to know. You can't just 
I, these people end up together forever and you need to know. Yeah. I'm all for uh, waiting until marriage, like if you want to wait to have sex, but you know, you can always check out the goods. Still. Yeah. You know, just because you're not doing um, <laughs> insertion. Yeah. I hope my mom's not listening. To this. <laughs> yeah, it's insertion. I know. I, I do. Oh gosh. One couple who, I mean, blessed be the name, waited until the wedding day to kiss. And I'm like, Oh God, that's, oh, that's terrifying. D- bad. That's I could a bad never idea. do that. I'm a kiss on the first day. I'm a kiss in the first ten minutes. You know, my, <laughs> my best friend Jill, she like Oh, I love her. She used to we used to love <laughs> when we would go to the bar, she would love to make out with guys at the bar. Like yeah. she, that was her thing. And she would never go any further than that. But I would always have to be like, Jill, like stop it. You're in public. Like <laughs> it was like her thing. She thought it was like so funny and fun. And like you cannot be tonguing everyone at the bar. Like yeah. it's not appropriate. But she was checking out the goods before she brought I do think when. it's appropriate to tongue, but just not mm-hmm. in the bar in public in front of everyone. Yeah. But totally. you know what? We're sex positive here. Yeah, we are. So do what you gotta do. But I'm the same. I'm not I'm not really a public, you know. You're not a t- public. Yeah, no, I'm not like yeah. a bar make out person. Yeah, I find it awkward. Yeah. I'm sure there were moments in my twenties or something like that, of course, when I was drunk or at a bar. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, I don't I'm not interested in Yeah. I don't really get hit on at bars. I think the last time, oh gosh, I was at a bar and some guy started hitting on me. He was really tall and he, he, I jumped off the stool. I jumped off the stool. What I was sitting on it like a person and I stood up and the guy goes, have you seen Lord of the Rings? What? And I was like, what? He was basically called me a hobbit. And I was like, check, please. <gasps> wait, I'm out of here. Yeah. A man called me a hobbit. What? And I was like, this is, this is dating in 2019. See ya. Oh my God. I feel weird? like people aren't good at no. flirting in public anymore. No. Because now everything's on the apps. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. And and men are dumb anyway. Yeah. Like, they don't know how to talk to people in general. Yeah. They're like, oh, she's short. Make a hobbit reference. That'll win her over. What an ass. What did he look like? Did he look like... Okay, I feel like there's two ways that man could go. Okay, yeah. He's either really gorgeous and, like, so never had to learn how to talk to people, so he never developed a personality. Or he's really also hobbit-like and awkward. Hot and awkward. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, hot and awkward? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lethal combo. Interesting. Oh, you made a good point about Joan Keepsack's character. Back to the Griswold thing. He, she is the Randy Quaid. Oh of yeah, this she's world. the cousin Eddie of this world. <gasps> no, what I just realized in that cousin Eddie had the metal plate in his head. The metal. Maybe this is a <gasps> nod. Tin foil. The tin foil. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Okay. Whoever wrote the job. By the way, Randy Quaid was like, so fucking good in those mm-hmm. vacation movies. Like amazing. But he turned nuts. Mm-hmm. Like in real life, he's like nuts now. Isn't he exiled? Can he not come back to America for something? I don't know. I was just trying to think I should explain how or why he's nuts, but I don't remember. I think he did something messed up. <laughs> he did something nuts. I, just, I don't remember what or exactly it was. We'll look it yeah. up after we're done. Yeah, here. it'll be in the show notes. But, <laughs> but he did something. Yeah. But he was so good. Yeah. I really like, I like all of Joan's choices too. Like she went no makeup, which I love, no glam. Everyone else was obviously in the Do you think it was chair. a character choice or she was like, I don't have time for this movie. I'm just showing up on set. You could throw the tinfoil hat on me and I'm acting. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. I think she's like, I don't, I would like the extra 45 to sleep, you know, or walk around. It's so upsetting to me. She's so talented, Joan Cusack. Like, why are we... Of course, I love her in this role, and it's Mm -hmm. fun to see her, but it's like, she needs to be... She's been great. She's so fantastic. Yeah. Did you ever see her in Adam's Family Values? Yes. She's so good in that movie. And it's like, she can do everything. Yeah. She plays like a very vain, beautiful, vain woman. Totally. And I think she's so talented. It's like, she should be doing great wonderful things or let's get her a series that she could like really bite her teeth yes, into like a tony collette one of those yeah. types I think or was, she on Shame- John was she on Cha- shameless oh i don't know actually i, I think she was, at was some she? maybe i'm making that up i wonder if her and john would ever do something together Who? let's do oh, john Cusack. yeah brother yeah. sister let's tweet at them too okay we have a lot of campaigns lot going of out from going this episode <laughs> but i do want joan Cusack on my screen i just yeah uh anyway back to your point i don't know if she just was doing this for a paycheck and just showed up on set and was like, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. Or if she's like, you know what? The character is a hoarder. Mm-hmm. The character seemed like someone we'd see on hoarders. Yes. The the tow truck is actually so she could tow garbage to her house. <laughs> you pointed out she like rarely towed anything. Like She, she was always in the tow truck. And we didn't see her tow because the Griswold car gets stuck in a snowbank when they're running away from the twins. And then Tobin's just in there, by the way, looking like a corpse. Right. Tobin and, got pissed because they went to the church mm-hmm. and he's in love with that girl. Yeah. And Sally he Draper. thought the girl was going to be in love with the hot mo- male model that mm-hmm. I follow. Yeah. 
I love how we're calling these the hot male model Sally Draper. She'll love that. <laughs> they no. ha- yeah, there was like a little church scene, and yeah. then uh, she he thought she turned him down, but he, she didn't. No, she's just having a good time with her college friend. Can we talk about the Christmas Eve service oh my or the Kwanzaa like, church? What, yeah, it was Omni Omni Faith. Yes, Omni Faith um, pageant that went on in this church, and I love that Stuart was the only one to call out. Like, this is the most insane thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was like everyone was represented in the best way. Yeah, there was the, the Chinese dragon. Then there was like a, a Krishna character. There was a lighting of a menorah. Yeah, there were um, a lot going people on. from all different faiths. And they, they, that's the thing, though. That's what this world is. Like, mm-hmm. That's why I, I keep calling on movies on the other channels to be more diverse, because I think it just makes the movie better. That's what our world looks like. And so when I'm watching something like Grey's Anatomy... I think it's so great that we see different people on there. Yeah. Like, and it always is successful. Like, it's never not people. Or remember Cinderella, the colorblind casting for Whitney Houston and Brandy Cinderella? Mm-hmm. I don't understand why we're not doing more of that. It's like weird to me that, uh, of course, if a, a movie is about a specific faith or ethnicity or something like that, I understand. But mm-hmm. for a lot of movies, I wish they would just be more diverse in their casting. And I don't know why the casting people. Even as far as the extras in this movie, yes. we were saying like the extras, we were seeing all different uh, people, all different colors, shapes, sizes in the extras. Yes. And I uh, can't imagine if you were to work for a, an extra company like Central Casting, that's like the big extra casting out here. Mm-hmm. If I worked for them, I would, every project I got when I was casting the extras, I would make them look very diverse because yeah. that's what our world looks like. Exactly. I found, I ran into that also, not to throw anyone under the bus, but with Lifetime, the movie I wrote, uh, I got some good advice that was like, write in ethnic character names. That's the only way you can get, if you have to explicitly say it, mm. which was funny because I made like, I think I wrote like Officer Benicio Menendez. Mm. And then I get to set and it's like Dave O'Malley. They just hired uh. an Irishman. He was a great actor. He was great. And obviously I'm not in those rooms. It's not my, and my job other, is to write and it. And there's a lot of other things going on. Exactly. Too. There's a lot happening. But I thought that was so funny and such great advice as a, my first, you know, script that was going to get produced. You really do have to try. But it's nice to see in movies like this, Netflix was like, no, we are going to do this on purpose. We're going to make it look normal. Right. How a normal, like you walk into a Ralph's or an Albertsons yeah. or wherever you grocery shop. You know, I always find that even in these projects where it is very diverse, and I, I hope I'm not sounding like too nitpicky or whatever. But I have uh, people with disabilities are like rarely represented in movies. So, like, you rarely see someone who's got a physical or a mental disability in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. Talk about it. And it's like so rare. And once you start to like pay attention to that, you think, like, why isn't anyone in the background in a wheelchair? Mm -hmm. Or, or, yeah. Or have a sling or a neck brace. Why isn't anyone with Down syndrome in one of these roles? And I know people might be rolling, they're listening and maybe rolling their eyes, but it's like when you really start to notice that there's such little disability re- uh, representation on screen. And I have friends who are, uh, have disabilities who always say, like, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. And if you really pay attention to it, you will find that it's like very rare yeah. for there to be just some, a- any of that in the background of a movie or even in the foreground or a character with a one line or something like that. Just so rare. And I, I, I always think that's something important too. If you're writing and you can write it into the script. Yeah. Or even like with, yeah, with wardrobe and with casting, it's like someone can have an eye patch. And it's not in like, you just don't mention it. It's like they had, they had LASIK. You know who was in this movie that I love? Darcy. Do you know Darcy Carter? Yes, I do. She's so funny. She's She's on the show The Good Place. And she's just so funny and so talented. And she's doing a league of their own for Amazon. Did you read this? With Abby um, from Broad City. Jacobson. Yes. yes. They're doing A League of Their Own, the series. Fantastic. For Am- and I'm like so fucking oh. excited. But she's in The Good Place and she's so funny and talented. And I love her. I need to try to audition for that. I played on Blue Thunder. I played club softball back in the day. Oh um, also, back to your disability thing, Joan Cusack. <laughs> back to your disability. <laughs> <laughs> to your disability. No one else is Danny's. Back to your disability but, thing. Joan Cusack, remember in 16 Candles, she yeah. has that neck brace, yes. Yes. right? Or like the back brace, and they don't really reference it. So she's the thread, the common thread. She, of this. So she, obviously, she, the tinfoil was not meant to be referenced. She has right? to have metal on her. Maybe it's just her wardrobe. She's like, I need metal on my person for all of my roles, or else I'm not doing it. And they're like, okay, wrap so on tinfoil. Wrap on Reynolds wrap. Yeah. Is, it, is Reynolds wrap the saran yes. wrap, or is that tinfoil? Reynolds wrap. I think they make both. They probably make both. Yeah. 
uh, there was an almost kiss that really stressed us both out. It was Stuart and Julie. They were like back at Julie's house. In her childhood room. In her childhood room, which is the perfect place to have that first make out. Yes. And they were so close to kissing. We were like shouting at the screen like, Yes. She was also, or he was also wearing her grandfather's clothes. And I wonder if that was a small turnoff. Oh, yeah. Because remember, but he had I, to borrow but, the sweater. This is hot, though. He borrowed the sweater, and I was like, do I like that or do I not like that? And then I realized I could never pull that off. Oh, yeah, totally. But I he sort could. of liked it, and he looked good on anything. Yes, exactly. He was so Stuart. Who was the sexiest person in this movie for you? Oh, honestly, it was Stuart. It was Stuart yeah. the pop star. He was very sexy. I mean, Whatever, JP. Gorgeous lips. The, hot, the guy who plays the JP male model. The male model. It was fine too, but oh my gosh, Stuart had this swag and about Tobin, him. Tobin, too. We said to- yeah. Tobin is, he's 25 or something in real mm-hmm. life, the guy who played Tobin. And we were saying in three to five years, mm-hmm. he is going to be a real looker. He's already good looking, but in three to five years, he's going to be like a looker. When he gets his college body, when he like yeah. fills out. Yeah. So we're just, you've heard it here first, heard everyone. Here first. Mark, mark the timestamp. <laughs> Objectifying let it snow characters. <laughs> you know what? That's what I do in movies. That's yes, what, exactly. I was like literally Googling all these actors while I'm just image search. Google I always look at the search. birth year. I'm like, please just, because that's the good thing about now. No one cares about age. There's such a Hollywood thing where like, oh, don't put my age on IMDb. But I like that. I mean, you want to no know that they're anymore. old enough. Yes, exactly. Of course. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. You know, there was a, a really sad moment between Julie and her mom. And yes. Julie's trying to decide throughout the movie if she's going to go to Columbia. She right. says she's not going to go to Columbia. Stuart's like, you need to go live your life. Your mom may be dying, but you need to go to Columbia. Yeah. And so then there's this really beautiful moment towards the end where Julie sits down with her mother and her mother is like, she tells her mother that she's gotten into Columbia and her mom's like, you need to go, you need to go live your life. And it's a beautiful, sad, wonderful scene. Mm-hmm. We were both in tears. Yeah. And then bam, we saw Joan in tinfoil. Exactly. <laughs> Rip us away from the sadness. But it was like this beautiful, sad moment. And she said something really sweet that was like, Things like this will pop up in your life and you have to say yes. You have to take them. When the good things pop up, you take it. Yeah. And oh, and Pops also. Pops was grilling Stuart. They had a beautiful scene where they did a dance off. They were talking about Mick Jagger. They connected and then on Mick. Julie Stuart 
mom and pop they mm-hmm. did a dance off like a walk and they all sort of did moves. yeah they all were doing like mick jagger moves yeah and it was beautiful yeah i was trying to think like it was a song by mick jagger i was stupid in that moment no, but we I, couldn't we didn't know i couldn't tell we didn't know but they did a great mick jagger impression yeah uh and then that was right before they had that beautiful scene between julie and her mom and the mom was like you need to go live your life mm-hmm. and julie also called out Stuart because she assumed things which we all do about famous people who live in hotels for the holidays i think we assume that they have their act together, that everything's fine. But if you have a friend living in a hotel for Christmas, they're not okay. <laughs> check <laughs> check in on them. Unless their house is in the, the fire path, uh, which <laughs> that happens in Southern California. But check in on them. Check in on your friends at hotels because he basically said, wait, his mom doesn't support his music career or his dad. And I'm in a hotel because I have nowhere else to go. And like that broke my heart. Yeah, he was. You know, it was interesting to me that Stuart character because he was the the famous musician who would normally be a little bit more of an asshole and a playboy. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have the character written that way. He was like, just a nice guy. Very Even though he normal. was like famous and everywhere they went, people recognized him. It was like, he was humble and normal and nice. Yeah. And he said, people don't know that I have feelings. People act like I don't have, a, have any feelings, but I'm a person. And In like, any other oh. movie that would have been written, he would have been written rude. Exactly. Like but a caricature. the publicist, the woman Darcy Carden played, she was the one who was taking on all those qualities because she finally showed up at Julie's house Yeah, and was like, Stuart, we need to get you back on the road. Yeah. Sign an NDA. Oh my gosh, what happened to you? Why are you wearing grandpa's clothes? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then he changed and she's like, you got hot again. Thank God. Yeah. She's great. <laughs> that was a great role for her. I she's love so funny. when somebody just like pops in for like a good scene or two. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's the Joan. Yeah. So then at the very end, everyone meets at that Waffle House and they have the party and it's just a bunch, bunch of youths partying mm-hmm. at the Waffle House. They're all dancing. And then that's when we get all these beautiful like love resolutions. So we get Stuart finally shows up and kisses Julie. And oh. it's like so satisfa- satisfying because we just wanted it so bad before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the rooftop, we see Tobin and, and the, Duke. the Duke. Which her real name's Angie, we find out because it came out in their first fight. I think because they're best friends. And they've always, I think, had a secret love crush on each other and only now realize it. And I love that when they're fighting, he's like, he calls her Angie. It's like serious. It's serious. Like, are, do, like would that happen to you? Would they call you Daniel? Daniel? Yeah. No, no one really calls me Daniel. Even yeah. I'm trying to think. Occasionally, my mom calls me Daniel when she's, she calls me Daniel Michael. Daniel or Michael. That, <laughs> yeah. When she was mad when I was a kid. or she, But she usually calls me Danster. Danster! The Danster. <laughs> Uh, and Matt only calls me Danny. I think most people only call me Danny. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally a Danny. We were just, Matt was just reading a book. We were in, we were on vacation and Matt was reading a book. And in his book, it said the character's name was Danny. And then some other character came up to him and was like, Oh, what are you, 12? You go by Danny? And I was like, Oh my God, that's so fucking rude. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't right? think it was weird to go by Danny as an adult. No, Do you think it's weird? Is it not weird? No, no. My, my brother is an adult. And he goes by Joey still. Yeah. You know, some people call him Joe. It's but I'm like, he's a Joey. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, Daniel. I'm not a Dan or a Daniel. I'm just not. Or even Jimmy. My dad's Jim, and all of his friends growing up called him Jimmy. I'm like, I love the name Jimmy. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. Anyways, own your name. Anyway, uh, (laughs) they make out. uh, Tobin and the Duke make out on the roof of the Waffle House, Mm -hmm. and they finally uh, they light the lights of the Waffle House, and And they find the W because the whole movie it says awful house, awful, awful. Yeah, or is it house or town? Ethel Town or something like yeah. that. I have it written down somewhere. But even that set, I thought that was, there was several Waffle romantic Town. Things. It was Waffle, Waffle Town. Town. Yeah. Um, it was, I think the most romantic setting was yeah. the Duke. It was and- very romantic. And oh. even though Tobin's, his proclamation of love to her was like a little too much. He said, I want to be with you for the rest of my life, which it's like you're young. But when you're young like that. You'd you know, think that. I'll never forget. Speaking of Christmas romances. So when I was in high school, I was like mm-hmm. in love with this girl named Katie. Or I thought I was. Yeah. And she like liked Disney. And at the Disney store, they had, at Christmas time, they had these all white stuffed animals that were like white and kind of glittery or something that you could buy the stuffed animals. And this, Katie would always have a Christmas party every year. And so for the one year I went to the Disney store, I like saved up my money, you know? And I think, I don't even think I had my license yet. So my mom had to like, when we went, I (laughs) saved up my money. I got Katie this, uh, this all white Tigger. You know, the, um, from Winnie yeah. the Pooh. And I, w- I brought it with me and I like, she had this party at her parents' house. And I remember I like put it in the corner when I got there by my coat. And then the whole party, I'm thinking, I need to give her this 
stuffed animal. And then at the end of the night, I was like leaving. I was like, Katie, come here. And then I gave her the stuffed animal. And it was just like one of those moments. I remember it was like I I was all dressed up because it was like a nice little Christmas party. Did she love it? She did, yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing ever. I, I'm trying to think. We, I think oh. we like kissed or something. And then yeah. I was like, oh yeah, Danny's a big gay. Yeah. <laughs> that is so I think sweet, I bought though. myself a stitch, my own stitch. You're like, like I got some, a matching one. Yeah. <laughs> which like should have been code for like you're a big gay. Um, That's so sweet. But yeah, it was like oh. uh, it was like a sweet little romantic moment. Yeah, I remember the Disney store at the mall growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I had the Mickey and Minnie. They of those. still have Disney stores. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's one in the Century City. Yeah. 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 I like it. We were just that one. I like getting all the Disney ornaments. My Christmas tree has all the Disney ornaments. Yeah. Well, I have all the Hallmark ones. Mm. Yeah. Through the years. Oh. I love a good ornament. Me too. I love a good ornament. So then also we have the lesbian storyline. And so like the lesbian dancer goes up to Dory mm-hmm. and she says, look, I'm not out to my friends. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be rude to you. She kisses her outside of the Waffle Town. Mm-hmm. And then all the dancer friends see her through the window and they clap for her. They're not mad for her not telling her. They're, they're like excited for her. And that yeah. made me so happy to see in a movie. Absolutely. And when she tells Dory, I, you made me brave. You made like, me want to be you're brave. So cool. yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, my heart. <sighs> Everyone just had a nice stories. like love love story wrap up. Keon ends with dancing with his coworker manager. Oh, I loved. He was one of my sneaky favorites, Billy. <laughs> the manager, like, yeah. like the guy from Green Day, um, who early on confesses that he's not allowed in the liquor store. <laughs> I'm like, and we don't ever get to see why. I need to spin yeah, off with just Joan and Billy. I right. want to see Joan and Billy's stories next next Christmas. Like Billy said, he goes into the liquor store in different costumes, and they. <laughs> They know it's him, and so they keep turning him away. And that's why he can't buy booze for the party, which they're just having at this business, you know? Oh, I love just so many happy endings, except for that the mom's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hate to bring us all down, but the mom's probably dying at the end of this. And the girl's going to go, Julie's going off to Columbia. Exactly. And then she's going to have, yeah, her boyfriend. I, You know what? This could actually be have a sequel. I hope it does. They left it open-ended. We should check. I think it's a book series. Like, Ooh. I think it might be more than one book. Like Crazy Rich When Asians. I looked it up, it said, like, book anthology. So that leads <gasps> me to believe that, that maybe there's more. But I didn't do enough research. Okay. It was just, like, a quick Google. So we'll Google that when we're done here. It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be in the show notes with Randy Quaid. I'm promising Quaid. a lot in the show notes. <laughs> Randy Quaid. Uh, yeah, and so that's the movie. Everyone dances at the end. And then Joan comes in with her narration. And she says, snow can make a difference, especially on Christmas Eve. Sometimes it's not just the eve of Christmas. It's the eve of the rest of your life. Mm. Sometimes you just got to let it snow. And then it shows her gazing at the Waffle House from her tow truck. From her tow truck. <laughs> not towing anyone. No, she's still not Just working. watching it all go down. I'm a little sad, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Because Joan, do you think she has a family to go home to? Or is she just creeping on these kids at the Waffle Town? I think she's alone. I think she lives alone. That makes me sad. Yeah. She hopefully will friend Julie's mom. Yes. Because Julie's going to be off to Columbia, so hopefully Joan uh, Tinfoil woman friends Julie's mom, so she has someone to hang out with. Yeah, and she falls in love with Pops. That's true. We were, a little, we were a little unclear, so Julie's mom is obviously called her mom, but then there's another man that she lives with that she called Grandpa at one point, mm-hmm. but then he danced <laughs> with it. So it was a little unclear if like he was the grandfather or the father the aging father and maybe we just missed it yeah you know, sometimes we miss things yeah sometimes we miss things we better tell everyone right now if you're gonna be listening to us throughout the holidays sometimes we might miss a fact yeah we're laughing exactly at joan cusack in a tinfoil outfit getting an, an augury <laughs> fill in the kitchen might miss my miss a factoid you know but it was so fun i like i like really love this movie and I this movie too. wasn't as like cheesy bad as oh. probably a lot of the movies we're going to be covering are yeah. i think this was just like a well-made good young adult movie Exactly. It's nice to add that kind of range because I'm all for the cheesy, terrible ones. Um, terrible in a good way, but it's so high quality. Yeah. That I, it's just oh, I love Netflix. I love what they're doing. I love what they're doing, and I hope they do more. I know they're doing more. They're doing uh, Vanessa Hudgens, who's like their main Christmas star right now. Yes! She's doing another one where a night. It's called the Night Before Christmas, Ooh. and a night K N I G H K N I. Oh, and I love a night shows up like he time travels and she falls in love with him on Christmas, and I cannot wait. What? The trailer's out. I can't wait for it. Oh, that's so good. Speaking of second act, J-Lo. Okay. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> we saw Second Act in the theater. Oh, yes. So I love Second Act. J- J- Vanessa Hudgens. And that's a sort of Christmas movie, isn't it? I yeah. think there was a Christmas scene. Yeah, that's right. Um, it snows in the Bronx. I'm happy like. Vanessa Hudgens is leaning into this new career where she just puts on a sweater and mm-hmm. like, does a cheesy Christmas movie. Yes. That's what I would do, too. I would, too. Yeah, she should do it. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to be covering the next episode of this podcast. We're going to be covering uh, the night or right before Christmas. W-R-I-T-E. Again, that starts Chad Michael Murray. It's on the Hallmark Channel, November 17th. So watch along with us. Hopefully people can listen to this podcast, even if they don't get a chance to watch the yes. movie. Uh, I'm so excited. Jenna, this is so fun. Any other final thoughts on Let It Snow that you want to share? Oh, you know what? I cannot wait to drive around to the soundtrack and blare it this Christmas. It's actually really great. And I kind of want to meet I want my own tinfoil woman in my life. <laughs> I think I'm going to be here for Halloween next year. I'm putting that out there. Oh my God, you should. People, yeah. ever, no one would know it. And is. rent a tow truck. Be like, how can I rent this for two hours? I'm just going to drive around and not tow anyone. <laughs> who am I, guys? Who am I? <laughs> You'll be the only person who, the knows. Only one who knows. Yeah. Awesome. Thank uh, you, Netflix. I'm going to follow every one of these cast members on Instagram too because they're all stunning. Oh, they stunning. are. So I want to tell everyone, please find us on Instagram. If you want all of our updates mm-hmm. at a very merry iconic podcast. You can follow there. We're going to just be doing fun Christmas updates, whatever we want to post. And tag us when you watch it. Send us stuff. And I'm on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm on Insta and Twitter at Jenna.Brister. So follow us uh, there. And thank you all for listening. And I want to let everyone know that this podcast will be appearing on the main Everything Iconic feed. So uh, we'll try to do it there. If you want to just subscribe, you can subscribe to it separately. Um, we're on Stitcher now. We're on Google Play. We're on. We're trying to get on everyone that we can. We're on Spotify, iTunes. You could subscribe to a very merry iconic podcast separately there. Uh, otherwise, you'll get the Bravo updates and these Christmas updates on the Everything Iconic feed. So life is good. Without further ado, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right, ciao. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.